Welcome to the Thomas Howard's All Sports Podcast with your host, Thomas Howard. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Thomas Howard All Sports Podcast. I am indeed your host, Thomas Howard. Today, I want to go over some college football, some NBA, some NFL, and some Major League Baseball. So let's get started, shall we? First, in college football, I want to go over some topics. Auburn holds off Arkansas 30-28 to in a very close game late. After last week, Auburn absolutely get obliterated by Georgia. And Auburn just didn't go into this week looking like the same team with their heads held high. And it showed against Arkansas, who most teams have handled pretty easily. And I just felt like Auburn's pride was hurt a little bit this week after losing to Georgia in the fashion that they did. After they were with the momentum and everything... It never actually really led in Georgia game, but their momentum was there and, and the hype for that game. And to me, they just didn't have that same mentality against Arkansas. And it showed, and the final score was Arkansas, I mean, Auburn 30, Arkansas 28. And no surprise to anybody, Clemson walked all over Miami 42-17, to which, let's be honest, Clemson is, in my opinion the team to beat in college football right now with Trevor Lawrence going 29 for 41, 292 yards and three touchdowns thrown. Travis Etienne at 17 carries 149 yards and two touchdowns. Clemson's defense, the way it is, and I'm not taking anything away from Miami. They're a decent team this year. But the fact of the matter is, when you've got stout guys on Clemson's defense, like they got the front seven, they got... They're going to outpower you any day. You're not going to beat them with Miami's front seven on offense. It's just pure muscle on Clemson. Miami Hurricanes had no chance. Sorry, Hurricanes fans. You're a good team, but when it comes to Clemson, it just feels like you're a little speck on their radar from what I witnessed in that game. BYU Cougars. Hung on to stay undefeated against UTSA, University of Tennessee, San Antonio. In a very close, hard-fought game. But ultimately, BYU, running game, passing game, it just proved to be more than UTSA could handle. And BYU come out of there unscathed with still perfect, flawless record. Well-deserved BYU. For the conference you're in, that's great, but let me say, if you were any in any other conference in college football, you wouldn't have an undefeated record right now, especially in the Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, SEC. You're looking at probably four or five losses at the end of the season, but since you're not, since you're in the conference you are, congratulations to you, congratulations on the win, and just... Keep being successful the way you're doing, and in a few years, you'll be somewhere right now with this season the way it is. I don't think this year's it for y'all, but BYU isn't a bad team. They have defense. They have passing. They have running. They have a good front seven on offense. They, I mean, they have it all right now, so congratulations again to BYU Cougars. 
Notre Dame, honestly, this game wasn't really a surprise to me. With Ian Book as your quarterback, with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, to me, it was no question that y'all were going to win against Florida State. Florida State has some identity crisis questions, in my opinion, with their quarterback, with their offense, with their defense. And sometimes I think the head coach for Florida State seems lost at times, if I'm being perfectly honest with y'all. I just don't know if this year is going to be it for Florida State. Maybe in a couple of years when they have a better identity, a more experienced head coach, better offense, better defense, better special teams. They could compete in the ACC against... Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Clemson, Virginia. But that ain't this year, and it won't be next year. For you Florida State Seminole fans, I'm sorry. I think you have the potential to be a great football team. It's just when you're inexperienced, very young the way you are. You're not winning against an experienced team like Notre Dame, Clemson. Possibly a Georgia Tech, a Virginia team. I can't see you winning those games like that. I'm sorry. North Carolina Tar Heels stay unbeaten in a high-scoring thriller against Virginia Tech. Now, I didn't watch this game, but when I saw the highlights of this game, to me, it seemed like either team was interested in playing defense at all, honestly. You had running game on for both teams, passing game on for both teams. It seems like both teams' defenses were taking a nap in that whole entire game, if I'm being perfectly honest with you guys. North Carolina and Virginia Tech. If you want to contend in the ACC, you're going to have to find defense, and you're going to have to find it fast, because Clemson, Virginia Cavaliers, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and teams like that are going to eat you alive if you have no defense whatsoever. So for the Tar Heels and the Virginia Tech Hokies, you've got to find some defense because just as a college football fan watching that game, honestly, I was embarrassed for both of you because that was unacceptable for both teams, really. Yeah, they have good offense, just great. But when you have no defense on either team, apparently in that game, I don't know if either decided they weren't showing up or what happened, but that was inexcusable and it was embarrassing to watch, honestly, as a football fan. For my foot, for my Tar Heel fans and my Virginia Tech Cookies fans, let me know what your thoughts are on that game at T. Howard ESPN on Twitter. Thank you. Missouri hold on late to upset number 17-ranked LSU Tigers. Which, honestly, was a surprise to me because the game was originally supposed to be held in LSU in, their, in Louisiana in their home stadium. But because of the Hurricane Delta situation, they had to be moved and had to have LSU be the home team in Missouri's stadium. So, in LSU's home game, I guess you could say, in Missouri... Missouri held on late to upset LSU, which was a surprise to me. 
No, you don't have Joe Burrow this year for LSU. But just the way I feel like LSU's offense is, I didn't think it was going to be an issue for them to beat up on Missouri. But boy, was I wrong, and I underestimated Missouri big time. I'm sorry for you Missouri Tigers fans for that. Congratulations on the win, and continue to fight and continue to go at them. And I have a feeling with what I saw in that Missouri game, Missouri is going to be a contender in the next couple of years if they have good recruiting, good head coaching, good offensive special teams, good defense, and they have good coordinators on that team. I just feel like Missouri a lot of times is overlooked, in my opinion. So... Congratulations to Missouri on the hard-fought win against the LSU Tigers. The last college football thing I want to talk about is for my Florida Gator fans out there, do y'all still think that y'all were the best team in the SEC? I mean, to me, I feel like the Florida Gators have been overhyped a lot this year. Don't get me wrong, Florida Gator fans. Y'all are good. But when you're giving up 613 total yards to Old Miss and 35 points, when you're supposed to have this great stellar defense, I didn't see that against Old Miss. 329 total yards and 24 points to the South Carolina Gamecocks. Who weren't even supposed to be contending teams this year? Honestly, neither one of those teams. With Old Miss having... Lane Kiffin at the helm is a first-year coach at Old at Old Miss, and yet you Florida Gator fans claim you're the best in the SEC East. Yeah, so what? You're two and one. You lost this week to Texas A&M. There's no excuse. You just got your behinds whipped. And that's all there is to it. I think you're overhyped, honestly, no doubt about it. Could you be the best in the SEC East? Probably. But when you go in there running your mouth about how great you are, this, that, and the other, and you give up 613 points in your first game, or yards in your first game, 329 total yards in your second game, and you score it, and you give up 35 points and 24 points in your first two weeks, which is 59 total points in your first two weeks, and you're talking about how great your defense is? Uh Uh-uh. I'm not buying the hype in Florida right now. Next year, maybe, but this year, nope, not buying it. You're 2-1, you lost to Texas A&M, you just got beat by a better team. You're overhyped. Go ahead, give me all the hate you want, my Florida Gator fans. Hit me up on Twitter at thowardespn. I'm waiting for it. Bring it on. The next topic I want to touch on right now is the NBA, which is the NBA Finals between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat. The Heat currently are down three games to two, which honestly, I'm sorry for Miami Heat fans. I feel like the finals this year for y'all have been rigged. You shouldn't be up you shouldn't be 
three games in two right now. Honestly, you should probably four 4-0 sweep and that's it. You're not a better team than LeBron James and the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Yeah, you have Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson. But, I mean, let's be honest here. It's the Los Angeles freaking Lakers. You're not better than the Lakers. You shouldn't be up. You shouldn't have won two games, honestly. I'm sorry for my Miami Heat fans. The Lakers should be your NBA champions as of right now, but unfortunately they're not because I guess the referees or the NBA felt bad for the Miami Heat. I don't know what the deal is. But the Lakers should should have won that series 4-1 to one at least. Because Miami Heat is... They're a good team, but they're not better than the Lakers. I am sorry. That's just the way it is. That's my opinion. If you don't like it, let me know at T. Howard ESPN on Twitter. I would be happy to give me my thought process if you reach out to me. Thank you. My next topic I want to cover is some NFL games. Now, here's your Sunday games. The Panthers... Versus the Falcons. Your Falcons are absolute a dumpster fire team. The Panthers are going to take that game very easily. Sorry, Falcons fans. Dan Quinn needs to be fired. You're not good on offense, defense. I'll take that back. You're good on offense. You got Matt Ryan. When Julio Jones is healthy, you got him. You got Russell Gage. I mean, like... It seems like Matt Ryan needs to have 300 yards passing, 100 points, because the defense is so bad. And honestly, as a football fan, I feel bad for Matt Ryan in the offense that you score all these points, but yet the defense can't hold it up. And I don't see that changing in this week, so the Panthers are going to take that game. Next game is the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. This one's kind of tough. I feel like the Raiders can beat the Chiefs, but ultimately I feel like the Chiefs are going to win a close one against the Raiders at home. The next game is the Arizona Cardinals versus the New York Jets. I'm sorry for my Jets fans. You're not winning again this week. The Cardinals are a better team overall. Not by much, but I feel like they're a better team if I'm being completely honest. Better running game, better passing game. The Jets' defense at times honestly seems very lost to me. And I don't understand why. Because they're a good team. Or at least I thought they were a good team. Have experience on that defense. Good front seven. So why you're 0-4, I don't know. But that's not changing this week. The Eagles versus the Steelers. Now, this game here, this game. mm. Steelers are going to take that game in a close one. I feel like the Eagles are a good team. They just have had some bad luck this year. And I don't see that luck changing this week against the Steelers. I'm sorry, Eagles fans. I know you're going to hate me for that. It's not changing this week. You're going to lose again. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Washington football team. Now, to me, this is an intriguing matchup. 
because the Rams have a good front seven on offense. Good running game, good passing game. But the Washington football team have a good defensive front seven. This game honestly could go either way. It's a flip of a coin for me. But I give the edge to the Washington football team just because they're at home this week. So I have the Washington football team edging out the Rams in a close game. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. Now, as I've said in previous weeks, Bengals, eh, Ravens, they're good overall, front seven, offense, defense, special teams. Ravens are going to take this series with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. He can run, he can pass, he can do it all by himself if he needs to. I just feel like the Ravens have this game, it's to me no question about it. Sorry for you Bengals fans. That's just the way it is. Now the next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. Now this one's intriguing for me because the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't a very good team at all in my opinion. Not a very good offensive team, not a very good defensive team. But the Houston Texans have proven to be just a little bit worse. Haven't won a game this year. Could this be your first win? I think it could be. Because you're at home. And you have a good defense with J.J. Watt at the helm leading the defensive line. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Houston Texans are going to get their first win this week. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sorry Jaguars fans. You're a good team, but I don't think you're that good. And I just feel like the Texans are going to hold you to a minimum score, and you're going to lose to the Texans this week. The next game is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm sorry for my Brownies fans out there. You're not. You're absolutely not beating the Indianapolis Colts. Have a good run game, a good receiving core, good quarterback. And you have Baker Mayfield at the helm for the Browns. You have Nick Chubb leading the running core. Odell Beckham Jr. But I see the Colts coming into Cleveland and upsetting you this week. I am sorry. Just the way I see it. So the Colts are going to take this game from the Browns. Sorry, my Brownies fans. Just the way it is. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now for me, Seattle Seahawks are at home. They're not. They're t- they're winning this game. Probably with relative ease, if I'm being completely 100% honest with you guys. Now, if this game was in Minnesota, I could see yeah where Minnesota could pull up an upset because they do miracle things at home, in front of the crowd. If there is a crowd there this year, I just can't pull for the Vikings knowing it's in Seattle. In front of the 12th men group crowd. I'm sorry for my Vikings fans out there. You're not winning this game. You're going to keep it close, I feel like. But you're not winning against the Seattle Seahawks. I have it by a touchdown. Possibly a field goal. Now, Monday's game. Los Angeles Chargers versus the New Orleans Saints. Chargers, honestly, to me, are a tricky team. Have a good offense, good defense. But when you're playing New Orleans in New Orleans, I can't give you the win on this game. I'm sorry. 
The Chargers are a good team. I just don't see you defeating Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. I just can't give you this win. I'm sorry. Now, you could prove me wrong. You could make me shut my mouth. And if Michael Thomas is out, you have a chance. Because that's arguably the Saints' best receiver on that team. Without him, you have a chance. But if he's healthy and he is playing, you're in trouble. Now, the New England Patriots versus the Denver Broncos would have been played Monday. But due to COVID-19 positive tests, that game has been postponed. I can't say when it's going to be played. I don't know for sure. Now, unusually, here's a game that's being played on Tuesday. The Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans. Who are a game that had COVID-19 issues. I don't know if they still have COVID-19 issues. But it's scheduled to be played on Tuesday. And if that game is played on Tuesday, I give the edge to the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the Tennessee Titans are a good team. Good offense. Lackluster defense at times. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to go into Tennessee and take it to the Tennessee Titans in their own home field. Bills are going to come out with a victory, in my opinion. Sorry, Tennessee Titans fans. At me, at T Howard ESPN on Twitter. So let me know your thoughts. If you disagree, I want to know. I want to welcome your comments. Thank you. Now, the very last thing I want to touch on on today's show is Major League Baseball for the American League Championship Series and the National League Championship Series. In the American League, it's the Houston Astros versus the Tampa Bay Rays to see who who will go on to the World Series. Now, in my opinion, this could go down to seven games. Because you have good pitching on both sides, good offense, stellar defense on both teams, 100% honestly. I haven't seen two even teams like the Astros and the Rays in a long time in the playoffs like this. This series could go either way, and yes, I understand the Rays are probably the favorite teams to win this series because they didn't get into the playoffs with a losing record like Houston did. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Houston. Yes, I understand. I was hard on Houston a couple weeks back. But they've completely earned their way to where they are right now, regardless of the record to get into the playoffs. And they've done it without their ace, Justin Verlander, as well. And they've done it with just young guys like Framer Valdez, who honestly in my opinion, has been the savior for that pitching squad right now for the Houston Astros. I mean, and Lance McCullers Jr. has been, besides Justin Verlander, probably the best pitcher on the Houston Astros. I just, I can't see you beating guys like Randy Arozarena, Blake Snell, Yoshi Satsugo. I, I just think... Ultimately, G-Man Choi, who has been absolutely stellar, might I add, from the Tampa Bay Rays at first base this year, with Willie Adamas, Michael Brusso. I I just can't see where you can outpitch the Houston, or where the Houston Astros can outpitch Tampa Bay Rays, even though they have 
George Springer, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, who are the big three on that team, I just can't see them beating the Tampa Bay Rays in a best-of-seven series. I'm sorry for my Houston Astros fans. I feel like this is where your journey ends. So I have it going to seven games, but I have the Tampa Bay Rays beating you four games to three in the best-of-seven and moving on to the World Series. Next is the NLCS. Now this one, for me, again, is very tricky. We all know the history of the Dodgers. It's there. It can't be taken away. The Dodgers have Cody Bellinger and company. Max Muncy. Doc Peterson if he's healthy. Corey Seager if he's healthy. We all know what them guys can do. They can take you deep in a hurry. They can do it all. They can play small ball. Have great pitching with Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw. This game, this series is going to be tough for the Atlanta Braves. But if you're Brian Snicker in the Atlanta Braves, with a young pitching squad the way you have, and probably the best bullpen in baseball so far this year, and you have guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Marcelo Zuna, Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Adam Duvall, Travis Darno, who in the, in the NLDS was your star player this year with seven RBIs as a catcher, who has been the, who, who is actually broke a record for the NLDS round with seven RBIs in a series. No other team has ever done that. Or catcher's ever done that. And I see this series going six, seven games. Yes, the Dodgers are the favorites. I understand that, as they should be. No doubt about it. But the key for the Atlanta Braves is to locate pitches. Don't make the moment bigger than it really is. Yes, you have young rookie guys. Young guys going. Max Fried, Ian Anderson, and Kyle Wright are both, are all three in their 20s. You're game one, two, and three starters. Max Fried's going game one. Ian Anderson's going game two. Kyle Wright is going game three for the Braves. We all know what them guys can do if you've been watching any baseball this year. Ian Anderson is a rookie, only in his early 20s, who honestly has been the ace of that staff in the playoffs. Went six shutout innings in his wild card start. Had similar numbers in his game two NLDS start against the Miami Marlins. Now, if you can keep the Dodgers in the ballpark and keep runners off bases at a consistent rate, the Dodgers could be in trouble in this series. I'm sorry for my loss to Angeles Dodgers fans out there. The Braves aren't here by mistake. You can't overlook the Braves. For their wins above replacement this year, the Braves were sitting at a 23.5 war, even above the Los Angeles Dodgers this year. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying this. And I understand it. That's cool. I'm fine with that. But let's be honest. The Dodgers aren't unbeatable. They're not some god team that can't be beat. And for my Dodgers fans out there, you know the history of Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. 
He seems to get to the playoffs and choke for whatever reason. He's a great pitcher, future Hall of Fame pitcher, but he can't pitch in the playoffs. And I don't see this year being any different. And we all know the history of his back issues. His back issues flare up. He's in trouble. The Dodgers are in trouble. And the Braves could sneak up on you and take this series. And I think they will four games to three. So I have current matchup in the World Series. The Tampa Bay Rays versus versus the Atlanta Braves. For my baseball fans out there, hit me up on Twitter at Howard ESPN to let me know your thoughts on my World Series picks. I welcome your feedback, whether you agree or disagree. Let me know. This has been the Thomas Howard All Sport Podcast. I have been your host, Thomas Howard. Thank you for listening. Have a and just a quick thing. I won't have a show next week. I won't be in town next week. I have some business, personal business to attend to. So with that being said, have a good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever it is you're listening to this. See you next time. Peace.